Is there not an entire section on this subject? No, yes, but I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Ether, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, sir. What have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 let me tell the Evangelical Norm, and I will tell you as long as I can keep from getting tongue-tied throughout this entire uh, thing. So, um, today, football has returned. Um, we are looking at the 100th season of the NFL. I'm not nearly as into football as I used to be. I mean, I love football. I love the Broncos. Deal with it. Um, and I will keep track of the scores and stuff like that. I think I'm, again, in the fantasy football league this time around. I think I'm down to just one. Um, but I think it's over on my Yahoo app, which I've forgotten the, the password for. Um, I It's under an old email address that I don't have anymore, so I can't get the reset code. And I think I auto-drafted and haven't been able to look at anything in it. So... Um, we're just going to let it play out and see what happens. It'll probably be my best fantasy football league ever. Um, so again, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know the the last time I've watched an entire game from kickoff to end. Um, again, I could probably, I'm a consider myself a Broncos fan. I can probably name for you six people on the team, and that's that's pushing it. Um, so. I'm just not as uh, attentive to it as I used to be. We'll say that I'm into it. I love uh, I love my Broncos. I want them to win. Um, but there, you know, a few things have gone on this week that I am a little bit aware of because you just can't miss it. It's all over the news. And then I talk to people who are very um, educated on the topic. So one thing I was a pleasantly surprised to see. As I'm going through, um, excuse me, the president's tweets, we got through the entire first uh, Sunday of the NFL regular season, excuse me, and no tweets from this president about the NFL. I don't know if anybody knelt during the national anthem, which I am... That doesn't bother me nearly as much as it bothers some people. Um, I don't know if they just if they didn't do it or if they just didn't show it. And obviously, he didn't see it, so he didn't make a fool of himself, uh, calling people out about it. And it was a, it, I guess it was a good day for football. I saw bits and pieces of a few different games. Went out to lunch with my wife. Um, let me give a shout out to Coopers uh, in Ogden, Utah. If you're in Ogden and you're listening to this, check out uh, Cooper's where Iggy's used to be. Uh, fantastic gyro. That's what I had for lunch. Uh, the gyro was great. 
My wife wasn't a whole really impressed. She didn't hate it, but the, the shrimp wasn't the best and so on. I'm, I'm sure my daughter loved her macaroni and cheese. Um, she did love her gogurt. And so, yeah, good place to have lunch. That's where we had lunch, watched part of a game, uh, watched a, a weird injury on the, the Rams, the L.A. Rams. Um, first time I've ever really seen somebody bleeding uh, get it after a hit under the helmet. I mean, you got a helmet on. How do you make your head bleed? So those were a few things that I noticed. Uh, watched part of the game while I was at, uh, playing poker tonight. And so got to say I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. I probably will not watch the entire game. But late starting Monday night football game, the Broncos and the Raiders. Um, which brings me to the first thing I want to talk about. Um, one, I am not upset at all that Antonio Brown is not going to be in a Raiders uniform this year. Um, again, he's pretty good for what I know. I think I had him on my fantasy football uh, team last year, so it's the only reason I know that he's any good. And he did really well for me. Uh, last year as he played with the Steelers, uh, traded to the um, Raiders this year, and then he got into some kind of a tussle, something, not a tussle, not a physical altercation, but got into a verbal altercation with the owner of the team. Apparently, he called him an effing cracker, and uh, was I, I don't know if he was going to be suspended or what the deal was, but asked to be released from the Raiders, and they gave him what he asked for. And then he got picked up by the uh, the, the New England cheaters, I mean Patriots. Um, so I don't know if he's in charge of, of deflating, inflating something, flating footballs or what, but he's now going to be in, and I don't know if he played tonight uh, with the Patriots in their... Uh, they're stomping of the Steelers, but um, he will be in a Patriot uniform from this point on. So, but one of the things that I noticed, and I, I only remember this because uh, Richie Incognito was a member of the Miami Dolphins, which is my cousin's favorite team. Um, and a couple years back, he got into and was suspended for some games. I think suspended for a lot of games uh, for using an ethnic ethnic slur, the N-word, with one of his teammates, and I guess some bullying or something like that. And he was suspended for a bunch of games. My question to the NFL would be, why isn't Antonio Brown suspended for any games? Why is, you know, he's getting everything he wanted, essentially. Um, Apparently, he never really wanted to go to the Raiders. He wanted to go to the Patriots initially. The Patriots wanted him. This is... Again, information I'm gathering from people who are in the know. So there's a comment section. If you think I'm absolutely wrong on this, please enlighten me on what's going on. I'm just, I'm presenting it as I've understood it the way it has gone. So Patriots wanted him, couldn't really afford him with all the other um, major uh, payouts they have on their roster. So he ended up going to the Raiders for, I believe, a second and a third round draft pick. And uh, and then gets into this, this 
tiff with the owner, asked to be released, and ends up with the uh, New England Patriots anyway. A couple of things. One, again, coming back to the whole issue of, I mean, okay, so Cracker doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but in spoken in anger from a black man to a white man, it is just as racist as the N-word being spoken anger from a white man to a black man. It is a racial slur, and my call would be for the NFL to maintain some consistency in the way that they treat their players and suspend him. One game, two games, something games, this man made a racial uh, attack, a, a, a verbal racial um insult to the owner of the team, the guy that was going to sign his paychecks, called him a cracker, made a reference with an ethnic, ethnic slur. Uh, I believe he should be suspended the same way that Richie Incognito is or any other white guy um, who used the N-word or any other ethnic slur, whether it's towards Latinos or Asians or whatever. It and or let it all happen again. I'm I'm of the mindset that sticks and stones can break my bones, but words may never hurt me, and that's true. You know, say whatever you will about me. Um, if it's not true, I don't care. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna be. You know, I mean, in all honesty, sometimes when things are said, I remember one time flipping out because my wife and my best friend were um, making fun of my height by uh, singing the the Munchkin songs, We Represent the Lollipop Guild. Um, And I did get a little upset about that. But looking back in hindsight, it was ridiculous, and I really don't. So I'm of the mindset, let people say what people are going to say. There's nothing in our Constitution and anything that says we don't have the right to be offended. You don't have the right to be a jerk, especially to your boss. I mean, rightly so. If I were to go and call my... I mean, I have issues with my one of my managers in, in the line of success, succession in my job. There's a manager in there that I don't care much for. Um, but if I were to go to him and call him you know, some kind of name... I mean, y'all know my attitude about about Mormonism, and he's Mormon. And if I were to go call him some kind of Mormon slur, rightfully I should be fired. If I were to do that, um, rightfully he should be fired. Um, so, obviously, being released from the team was the best thing for the team. Essentially, he was being fired. I don't know what kind of deal he got from the the Patriots. But again, if the rules are going to be, if you make statements or do these things, you get suspended, be consistent. Richie Incognito got uh, suspended for using racial uh, slurs. So should Antonio Brown. At least a couple of games. Or, you know, I don't know. Somebody, but consistency is important. It's what we're all about here at the uh, on the Evangelical Norm podcast's uh, plural in any of them 
we look at them, whether I'm looking at things from a theological standpoint in the master's dog, or if I'm looking at music or books or whatever in unsolicited um, and persecuted church in uh, the fifth seal, any of those podcasts, I do my absolute best to maintain a consistent worldview. Go back and watch the master's dog from this last week. I actually, as I went through over the 15 to 20 minutes of the, the podcast itself, I realized I was doing exactly what I was criticizing people for. And by the end of it, I came to the point where I was like, I need to repent of this because I'm doing it as we speak. Uh, and so consistency is is a big deal here. Um, I, I stand on that firmly. If we're going to have a worldview, it can be consistent. I'm not saying you, saying you can't change. There are a lot of people that I hope would change their worldview because they're wrong. But consistency, don't state that your worldview is, is such and then act a different way for certain people. Um, again, I unpopular opinion, but I think the reason why he's not being suspended or um, penalized in any real way uh, because of this statement is because he was a black guy saying it to a white guy. And, and, and that's kind of not, that gets glossed over in today's society. You know, people say black people can't be racist and, and so on, which is false. You know, the statement he made to the owner of the Raiders is as racist as any Klansman has said to any black guy over the years. You make a racial slur like that, it's racial, it is the same thing. It is comparing apples to apples. And so, rightly so, should be um, penalized uh, similarly to a white guy who did the same thing. So there's my opinion on it, and more than anything else, I'm just glad that we don't have to face this dude on the field uh, tomorrow night, or tonight, actually, because this podcast will come out in the morning. And um, so tonight, I'm glad the Broncos don't have to um, face Antonio Brown on the field tonight. I mean, they will when they play the, the Patriots, but um, let's get a few games under uh, under our belt before we have to deal with the really good people, but... At this point, the Raiders are not going to be a hard team to beat. Who am I kidding? I don't know. I don't even know who's on the Raiders. We may, They may have the greatest team out there even without Antonio Brown. So I'm, I'm just talking at this point to, to talk trash about the Raiders because they're the Raiders, and that's what we do when we're Broncos fans. So we'll see. Hopefully it's a good game. Like I said, probably won't watch it, but I'll be checking the scores. Um consistently, constantly to uh, make sure that my Broncos are still winning. And so there you go. There's the the big controversy over that. Um, And now we're going to uh, talk about another thing that has come out. And this was one that I really debated. Do I want to talk about this here? Do I want to talk about this on the Master's Dog? I may get into a little bit of it. Um, the next episode of the Master's Dog, which I plan to do in the next uh, two days or so. I have planned to have one more dealing with some of the stuff about Jackie Hill Perry. This stuff, there's some stuff with Todd Bentley that um, I'm finally getting around to talking about as more information has come out. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that will be happening in the next episode of the Master's Dog before we get back to 
the uh, Saints Unscripted, formerly known as the Three Mormons. But I really, so many people know who this guy is. Um, Benny Hinn, if you're listening, the picture that I have up on the, the video screen is a picture of Benny Hinn. And some interesting video came out of him this last week. Um, and I wanted to talk about it because, and I decided to talk about it here because more people, this is, I mean, let me tell you is more of my political kind of attitudes and, and stuff that's not strictly theological. I, I usually save that for the master's dog podcast. Uh, but with this guy, I mean, cause a lot of people who watch this, uh, watch this particular podcast for its political and current event content. Whereas other people who would know Jackie Hill Perry and stuff like that will more than likely listen to or watch the master's dog. So because he was pretty well known among everybody, I decided to put him here because people know what's going on. And what he said this last week actually kind of coincides with this as well. So video came out, Betty Hinn. And apparently uh, he is repenting, and I think he's done this. Excuse me. I knew that was going to happen. I think he's done this once before in years past where he came out and said, I'm not going to ask for money anymore. I'm not going to do it this way and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, because uh, I think he's kind of fading off into obscurity and he's not getting the the publicity that he used to get and so on so he tends to have to say something a little uh and and what he said this time isn't really controversial it's just suspect uh we'll put it that way it is something that we're going okay benny we have to see it to believe it and so with that i'm going to go ahead and play a portion of the youtube video um that he put out and we'll let it play, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. But this is uh, Benny Hinn, uh, re as you can see in the, the caption, repenting of the prosperity gospel. Let's listen. So it's all about our brokenness, our old man. We call that the flesh. Must be broken, must be out of the way. And today, sadly among a lot of circles all you hear is how to build the flesh it's a feel good message that's what you hear out there it's all about feel good do good all that make money all the rest of it and I'm sorry to say that prosperity has gone a little crazy and I'm correcting my own uh, 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 theology and you need to all know it because when I read the Bible now I don't see the Bible in the same eyes I saw the Bible 20 years ago and Steve Strang from Charisma whom we go back years he actually he was in my wedding people don't even know that Charisma he's gonna babble here for a minute about Steve Strang which it's pointless, but I'm going to let him keep going for the next couple of minutes and we'll talk about it. Steve Strang but in, I have no problem wedding. talking over him while he's talking about Steve Strang because it doesn't have anything to do with what he's repenting of. Well, not totally. Because I don't want to hurt my friends or my love who believe things I don't believe anymore. And I will tell you now something that 
it's, it's going to shock you. I think it's an offense to the Lord. It's an offense to say, give $1,000. I think it's offense to the Holy Spirit to place a price on the gospel. I'm done with it. I will never again ask you to give a thousand or whatever amounts because I think the Holy Ghost is just fed up with it. Are you, did you hear me? I think that hurts the gospel. So I'm making this statement for the first time in my life and frankly I don't care what people think about me anymore. So I, I, I had a guy well, I'll tell you who. It was Dan Willis. And I, I, I love Dan with all my heart. I said, don't you dare preach that message again. Just a few days ago. I said, no, no. I said, when, when, I'm not going to hear it. I don't want to be a part of it. So I, when they invite me to telethons, I think they will not like me anymore. <laughs> because if you look at the Word of God, I don't want to get into it now. Am I shocking you? Good, let's have a high five on this one. If I hear one more time, break the back of debt with a thousand dollars, I'm going to rebuke them. I, I, I think that's buying the gospel, that's buying the blessing, that's grieving the Holy Spirit. That's about all I will say. If you are not giving because you love Jesus, don't bother giving. I think giving has become such a gimmick, it's making me sick to my stomach. And I've been sick for a while too, I just couldn't say it. And now the lid is off. I've had it. You know why? I don't want to get to heaven and be rebuked. You know, I think it's time we say it like it is. The gospel is not for sale. And the blessings of God are not for sale. And miracles are not for sale. And prosperity is not for sale. So there you have it. Uh, the gospel's not for sale. The blessing's not for sale. All this stuff. Benny Hinn uh, repents, uh, well, apparently, of preaching the prosperity gospel. Um, nothing in what he just said do I disagree with. A um, couple of things at the end there that are a little interesting. We'll get to that here. But... Everything that he said, I'm I'm fully behind him. I support you in that, Benny. Um, but I'm suspect, again, because it seems that, and maybe I'm wrong. I thought there was a time a few years back that he did this before, where he said, oh, the way we do this, we're not going to do it anymore. But then he went right back into doing it. You know, he makes a comment that, that if they invite me to telethons anymore, they're not going to like me. Well, if you truly are repenting of this, they're just not going to invite you to telethons anymore, Benny. And that's a good thing. That is an amazing thing. I truly want, and as I've watched people, a few people um, who have responded to this, they're all just like, well, no, this isn't going to happen. This is da-da-da. 
I want Benny to repent. I want this to be true. Um, I want this to be the influence of his nephew, Kosti Hin, um, who has written a book and expose and so on. I hope that this is a result of the Holy Spirit convicting him of sin because of the book that Kosti wrote and that Benny will become a true preacher of the of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he will not only repent of preaching the prosperity gospel, but that he will repent of the the false view of the Trinity that he has presented, that there are actually nine gods, because um, each member of the Trinity is a Trinity he had taught in the past. Um, so many different things that he has taught in the past. The faith healing has got to go, Benny. You know, uh, again, I watched part of the Bible Thumping Wingnuts uh, podcast earlier tonight, and um, he had a video of Benny Hinn doing the faith healing with people and then looking into a camera and saying, all of you who are watching that have cancer, you're healed. Very, very close friend of mine right now is just in the beginnings of going through cancer treatment. And I, I love this woman to death. Um, if not considered to be like a mom to me, she is a, absolutely a big sister in in every way, not just a big sister in the Lord, but she has been, I baptized half of her family. Um, and so, and she's just going through this. And, and when I see these, these fake faith healers and stuff like that, who are doing stuff like looking into a camera and saying, you're all healed of cancer. It angers me. It literally angers me because I understand and I see these people who I know and love who are going through these things and they understand that for whatever reason God has given them this ailment or this uh, burden to carry, this cross to bear, whatever it is, however you want to talk, call it. Let me make some noise by knocking uh, bags of chips off of my desk. Um, I talk with my hand, sorry. But it does, it angers me because... God isn't always going to heal everybody. He didn't do it in, in, in Bible times. I mean, there were a lot of people who went and were not all completely healed. Um, and and I, he even says in, in one place, and I can't remember exactly where it is, but who makes the, the eye blind and who makes the ear deaf? It is God who, uh, in his sovereignty, determines these things and he also i don't don't hear me say that i don't believe god ever heals i believe he does and it's the only place you'll hear me agree with mark driscoll and you can accuse me of plagiarism on this too soon um <laughs> there's a reason why they're called miracles and not wednesday you know god does do miracles god does heal people i'm praying every single day for Holly to be completely healed of her cancer and other people that I know, people in my church and uh, people who are related to people in my church, pray for them constantly to be healed from cancer and uh, diabetes and leukemia and whatever ailment that they are dealing with. Um, pray for these people, understanding that God is not going to heal every single one of them. My expectation is that he will. I pray with the expectation that God performs miracles. But I understand that God does uh, in his in his sovereignty, God chooses to heal those who he will heal and not heal others that he won't. 
And so if, if Benny Hinn truly is repentant in this, and again, I'll sit back and watch. I will praise God that he made this video that he made, and I will pray daily that this is a true act of repentance and that over the next weeks he will renounce his teaching of faith healing and he will renounce his his false look view of the trinity and he will renounce completely the prosperity gospel because again the things that he said at the end he's saying i'm not going to ask for this money and that these things are not for sale but then he's still putting it out there he's still putting out the blessing which is this you know abstract idea from Old Testament things that, that we are somehow entitled to because of our faith in Christ. And he's still putting out there, you know, prosperity is not for sale. He's not saying prosperity isn't something that can happen. There are people that God absolutely intends to be poor. Again, that's an unpopular opinion, but nowhere in the word of God does it promise us that we will be wealthy and that will be a sign of the blessing of God because if that's the case, there are a lot of apostles that that are are did not get what they had that that what they deserved or what they had earned through their faith in Christ. There were a lot of apostles that that were remained poor and were persecuted and went to their the, to horrible deaths and were sick and had all kinds of problems. You know, Paul complained of a thorn in his side. We don't know exactly what it was. Some people want to say it was a temptation or an ailment or something like that. Timothy had problems with his stomach. The Apostle John, I mean, through all the, the persecution and, and torture that he went through, by the time he was at the Isle of Patmos and writing his, his last few uh uh, epistles in the book of Revelation dealt with ailments and, and sickness, according to the church history. So if this is the case, if if absolute healing and, and prosperity and all these things are part and parcel with the gospel of Jesus Christ, they're just not for sale, then there are a lot of people in third world countries who, who stand firm in their belief in Christ who have a complaint. And so what I would love to see is I want to see Benny hit, repent of all of this. I want to see Benny out on the street doing one-on-one -on -one evangelism with an amazing accent that he has, like uh, Ray Comfort and Alistair Begg. I love accents. I'm a guy that uh, accents. Um, I love to, unfortunately, sometimes I do it without re recognizing it, I, but I'll mimic uh, an accent, and sometimes it, it's taken as... Um, making fun of that person, but I'll mimic the accents that I hear. I love accents. Wow, there's a rabbit trail for you. But I would love to see Benny out on the street preaching the gospel. I would love to see him come up here to, to Salt Lake City the same time that Apologia and James White and all these other people are here preaching to the LDS people outside of the temple. I would love to see Benny Hinn coming and sharing the gospel that Jesus died on the cross so that you can be forgiven and come to know the true Christ. That is my hope. That is my prayer for Pastor Benny. Um, you know, somebody, I can't remember who it was, Justin Peters. And I love Justin Peters. Don't get me wrong. Um, probably one of my, he doesn't have a great accent, but he has a great message. And I love the discernment ministry that he uh, leads. But I disagree with him in the fact that when he talked about Benny Hinn and, and this particular video, he said, basically, give the money that you've taken back to everybody, give all your money away, give it back to the people that you took it from, and never preach again. I don't agree with that part. 
I think there should be a time of, uh, of stepping away from public ministry, but we're called to do the work of an evangelist. I would love to see him become a, a, a street preacher for the true gospel. That is my prayer for Benny. But I do pray that the true repentance happens, that there's a Zacchaeus-like um, attitude that he starts giving this money back. There's millions and millions of dollars that are in the coffers of this ministry that can go to do so much good for the poor, for the needy, for the, the, the sick. I mean, he could give to cancer research. He could give to homeless shelters. He could give to all these things and actually do some really good things with the money that he has. But if if this is true repentance, I would expect to see a Zacchaeus-like attitude that I will give back to everybody fourfold what, that, what I've taken from them. This is what, and I will stand back and I will wait and I will watch and I will look for fruit in, uh, that Benny will bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And if he doesn't, then we'll be back and we'll talk about it and we will point out the inconsistencies or the lies or whatever. So that being said, I'm very skeptical. I'm, I'm hopeful, um, hopeful in the fact that it's true repentance. Um, I'm prayerful that it is true. I'm, I'm fervently praying that this is true. What Benny has said is, is real. Um, but I'm skeptical just because history is not and the, the history of his words and his ministry and his teachings are not on his side at this point in time to uh, bolster the claim that he is now repenting of the uh, prosperity gospel. So there you have it. Um, you know, we'll see. We will wait and we will see because that's what we do. That is what consistency in a Christian worldview looks like. We we generally take repentance at face, face value and then we sit and we watch and we wait. Um, and we see if there is fruit in keeping with repentance. If there is truly a change that comes about through the... the the ministry of the Holy Spirit in his heart. If he truly thinks that he has grieved the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is convicting, then we need to see some Zacchaeus-like uh, repentance coming from, from Benny Hinn Ministries. Um, and again, we will pray that it continues, that it happens, and we will do what we always do, and that is, as always, we will preach the gospel at all times. And please, Use words, they're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.